Support for IPR comes from Orchestra Iowa, presenting the movie E.T., the extraterrestrial on the big screen, accompanied by the symphony orchestra performing the score live, May 3rd and 4th at 7.30 at the Paramount. Tickets at orchestraiowa.com. Today is Wednesday. It is the 14th of December. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Planned Parenthood says Iowa has seen an increase in out-of-state patients seeking abortions following the Dobbs decision last summer. IPR's Natalie Krebs has the details. Planned Parenthood reports its clinics in Iowa, Nebraska, and Minnesota have seen a 13% increase in patients coming from out-of-state. Maisie Stillwell is with Planned Parenthood North Central States. And we are also seeing patients from South Dakota, Texas, Florida, and many other places hundreds of miles from Iowa. Stillwell says the regional Planned Parenthood clinics have also seen a 40% increase in second trimester abortions. Abortion remains legal in Iowa up to 20 weeks of pregnancy. That's following a Polk County District Court judge's decision this week denying Governor Kim Reynolds' request to revive an Iowa law that would ban abortion as early as six weeks. Reynolds says she plans to appeal the ruling to the Iowa Supreme Court. The top Democrat in the Iowa House of Representatives says she's grateful the House Speaker has formed a special committee to handle bills that would make major changes to the education system. Republican House Speaker Pat Grassley recently announced the creation of the Education Reform Committee that he will chair. House Republicans have not had the votes to pass Governor Kim Reynolds' proposal for state-funded scholarships for private schools for the past two years. House Minority Leader Jennifer Confer says she's expecting that plan to go through the new committee in 2023 and that she'll be the top Democrat on it. And frankly, I'm grateful that the committee exists because instead of getting lost in the chaos of all the other work that committees do, we can focus on this one and truly listen to what Iowans want about this, which, by the way, they don't want school vouchers. Confer says House Democrats want the state to prioritize investing more in public schools instead of sending money to private schools. The next legislative session begins in January. Republicans control both chambers. Iowa farmland values have jumped again this year. The 2022 Iowa State University Land Values Survey reports a 17 percent increase from November last year to this year. The average price for Iowa farmland was estimated at more than $11,000 per acre. ISU economist Wen Dung Zhan leads the survey. We're seeing tremendous growth in the income and also historically low interest rate that led to dramatic increase in commodity prices and also farmland prices as well. And so those higher prices encouraged more expansion of the agricultural production in the United States. Both nominal and inflation-adjusted values hit records for the first time in the history of the survey. Bird flu has hit several commercial turkey flocks in northwest Iowa this month, leading to the destruction of more than 400,000 birds. IPR's Katie Pikus tells us an economist at ISU says that's likely to have an impact on turkey production in that part of the state. The virus has been found in commercial turkey flocks in Buena Vista, Cherokee, Ida, and Sac counties this month. Tyson Foods owns a turkey processing plant in Storm Lake. The company didn't respond to questions about how the loss of those turkeys is impacting processing there. But Iowa State University ag economist Chad Hart says the loss of those turkeys creates a processing hole. We're going to see a cut in numbers here not only here initially, but it'll take a while for those numbers to build back up. 
The executive director of the Iowa Turkey Federation says the industry group is puzzled by the bird flu cases surfacing in northwest Iowa turkey farms. She says the local impact is large, but it's a small impact to turkey processing nationwide. And former University of Iowa president Willard Sandy Boyd died yesterday at the age of 95. Boyd joined the UI in the 1950s as a law school professor. In 1969, he became the UI's 15th president. He left in 1981 to become president of the Field Museum of Natural History in Chicago. But in 1996, he returned as a law professor and became interim president in 2002. In a 2014 interview with the Iowa City Public Library, Boyd urged Iowans to seek out new perspectives. I think Iowa's greatest strength is its greatest weakness. Its greatest strength is its homogeneity. Its greatest weakness is its homogeneity. So I think that the one thing that Iowans always need to be sure of is never be satisfied with your own point of view. There's always something more to reach out to. As UI President Boyd dealt with mass protests on campus against the Vietnam War, institutional investment in the University of Iowa hospitals and clinics, and the establishment of what would become the UI Center for Advancement. This is Here First. Support for IPR comes from the Healing Room at Upstream Functional Medicine, offering medical spa services that support the body's natural ability to detoxify from environmental challenges. Learn more about the Healing Room at upstreamfm.com. During the early days of the pandemic, pet ownership grew across the country and across Iowa. As IPR's Zachary Oren-Smith reports, more Iowans are now looking for veterinary services, but clinics are having a harder and harder time fitting them in. There's a mural of a beach in the operating room of the Iowa Humane Alliance. The painted vista overlooks whimpering, shuffling masses burritoed in blankets with socks slid over their paws. Yesterday was pretty tedious. Every time Ashley brought another female in, I just (laughs) pierced her with my eyes. (laughs) Hypothermia is common in pets after surgery, so each shift as Dr. Jennifer Dahl finishes with a dog, a cat, or on Tuesdays a rabbit, her veterinary technician Izzy lays them beneath the painted beach. Daw fills up the beach quickly. She runs a high-volume spay and neuter clinic in Cedar Rapids. She does around 60 surgeries in a day. What's her fastest time? I would say two minutes, probably. Cat space. Kittens, four to five minutes, four minutes. But big dog neuters take me a little longer. But this is a young, small dog, so he didn't take me any time at all. The clinic offers a one-two punch of low-cost spay, neuter, and vaccination. These are important first steps that pet owners literally line up around the block to receive. It's a calling for Dahl, but it takes its toll. Dahl is on her feet until the last dog is done. She believes in the work, and the sheer volume of patients suggests the need, but Dahl is 58 years old. 60 surgeries a day has taken its toll on her, physically and mentally. It's affected my life at home. My own pets don't get to see me. Um, It's affected my family life. And uh, I I would like to have a little bit of that back. But it's not as simple as just bringing in a new vet. Stacy Dekema is the executive director of the Iowa Humane Alliance. She said she knows that Dahl wants to cut back on the number of hours she's working. She's trying to hire two new veterinarians to fill in. They're offering competitive wage, sign-on bonus, and even offering to pay back some student loan debt. Still, Dekema says she's not getting any takers. 
it's minimal. We haven't, um, I mean, we've reached out to people that we personally know to see, you know, what their long-term goals are, but none of them um, are willing to commit. There's some evidence to suggest that the pandemic played a role in this backlog. A study of 212 veterinary clinics found that 191,000 fewer surgeries were performed between 2020 and 2021. It's not that these procedures were suddenly not necessary. The paper finds instead that pet owners were choosing to put off bringing in their pets. Preston Moore is the Iowa State Director of the Humane Society of the U.S. He said Iowa vets are sitting on a backlog of medical visits. Right now, folks are struggling to get appointments to do even preventative care, to do the basic spay-neuter and vaccine care that shelters and rescues do prior to adoption. Moore said this trend is particularly difficult in states like Iowa that struggle to recruit new veterinarians while simultaneously losing vets to other states, a trend seen across industries. He said more needs to be done to grow the number of Iowa vets. He said state programs that aim to reduce the debt load on Iowa vets fresh out of school are a start. After all, the average vet school graduate carries approximately $183,000 in student loan debt. He also said more could be done to grow telemedical options for veterinary care. This could potentially increase the number of pets seen by a vet in a day, as well as increasing options for particularly hard-hit rural areas. In the meantime, last month, Dr. Dahl took her first vacation in four years. While she was away on a trip with her mother, the clinic was shut down. She says she feels guilty for having been gone. But it had been in the works with, by my mom for four years, and I, I, I couldn't let her down. And I had a wonderful time. But the three weeks before and these weeks after, it's like we're making up for it. Unrolling her surgical tools for the countless surgery of that day, Dr. Dahl is backed by a mural of the beach. She says she hopes it won't be four years before her next vacation. It's not like the cutest meow, but it's just... She's I'm Zachary Oren-Smith, IPR News. This is Here First from IPR News. Find this podcast wherever you subscribe to them. I'm Clay Masters.